Welcome to Oral Histories, 100 Years of Michigan Social Work. In celebration of the school's centennial this year, we have been collecting oral histories, stories, anecdotes, and memories from our community of alumni, scholars, and students. Our stories encompass lessons and laughter, love and loss. They describe both historical events and the little moments that made a difference. Stories have the ability to build community as they transport us. So we invite you to make yourself comfortable and listen in on a story from our past. My name is Terry Axelrod, and I am the CEO of a company called Benavon, which I founded, which helps nonprofits develop sustainable funding. I lived about two blocks from the freeze building. Okay. And walked over there in the freezing cold and went down in the basement for my classes, which were often very early in the morning. And it was a tumultuous time, you know, it was the end of the 60s, been a change in the deans, I think, while I was there, it was a lot of social unrest. I was very interested in the mental health field and wanted to be trained as a psychotherapist. And I had two really great field placements and a lot of great teachers. But back then, the curriculum was structured so that there were three tracks, as I recall. There was practice track, which was casework and group work. And then there was a track on administration of social welfare organizations. And then there was a track on public policy or social or community organizing. It was very hard to decide because even though I thought I wanted to be a psychotherapist, I was really interested in everything. So they allowed me to take classes in all three, which has been really helpful in my career because I've been involved in all three areas. One of my favorite classes was in group work. And I think his name was Charles Garvin. There were a few professors who were very big on group work back then. And I remember taking a class on how to compose a group, group composition, which in a career, you're often putting together groups of people for other things also. Mm -hmm. And it's very helpful to me. And I really remember resonating with that. But the mental health thing was very um, a big deal back then. I had my first field placement at the Neuropsychiatric Institute. It was called NPI, University Hospital System. So a lot of psychiatrists and we learned a lot. And my second field placement was at Ypsilanti State Hospital, which is where I ended up getting my first job working with patients who had been in a mental institution for 40 years or whatever, their whole lives were sitting in my room there and having uh, the rodents run through my office and looking at the people, you know, padding around in their slippers and on Thorazine. And during that time, just to give a little flavor for the era, Right then, right when I was there, which was probably 1970, 71-ish, there was a whole big act called the deinstitutionalization of the mentally ill. Everybody finally said, we got to let all these people out of these institutions. What are we doing keeping them there? And that was the start of community mental health, where it was assumed, oh, if you're mentally ill, you'll just walk into a community mental health center and get therapy and get treatment. Ha ha. It was also assumed that there would be housing for you. There was no homelessness before this. This was sort of the beginning of the homeless and the mentally ill out on the streets. Mm. While I was at Ypsilanti State Hospital, I actually wrote some papers on this and was asked to start one of the very first halfway houses in Ypsilanti proper, like in in the neighborhood. And of course, the neighbors didn't want all those crazy people living near them, but we rented a bunch of houses throughout Ypsilanti and 
tried to move people in. And the law changed so that instead of being able to be institutionalized for your whole life, you could only be institutionalized for 48 hours. So people were coming in off the streets really, really crazy. And we had to let them go in 48 hours. So I went from working with people who had been institutionalized for their whole lives to people who I was doing working then on a crisis unit, turning people around and getting them out in the community. And that was all really reflected in the training I had and the field placement I had at the school. Uh, Tell me about your uh, journey to the field of social work. I mean, why MSW and why the University of Michigan? Well, great questions, both of those. Happy to talk about them. Uh, I would never have slated myself for being going into social work. I would have thought I would have gone into business probably, which I kind of ended up doing by starting this organization that I run now. Um, but I grew up in Detroit and I lived there during the what we then called the riots in the okay. summer of 1967. And I was there when it all happened, right there, right in my neighborhood, all that. And what I witnessed having grown up there and having watched this whole migration of the white flight thing, I really um, was devastated. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I have to do something more with my life than just go into business. And social work was right there. And and we had a great school in Ann Arbor. Um, I'm very, very glad that I did that. Thanks for listening to this story from Oral History's 100 Years of Michigan Social Work. You can listen to more stories at the Social Work website and find the link in the episode notes. Mm-hmm.